From the Utah School Counselors Association, this is The Sounding Board, where school counselors share ideas. I'm Nate Webb, school counselor, USCA board member, and every week I'll be speaking with different counselors and professionals that will be giving us valuable information in our counseling world. We cannot wait for you to hear these ideas. Let's get to it. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to The Sounding Board, and welcome back to our most favoritist section of the sounding board starting little ending big where we bring on our wonderful elementary school counselor experts um, and we talk about things to do as an elementary school counselor Um, a lot of times elementary school counseling can be this like no man's land of an island especially if you're the only counselor in your school so we thought we'd always have this segment at least once a month sometimes more Um, to talk about um, elementary school counseling and how it relates and how it is, you know, a big part of the counseling world. So I got here with me, Elise Hansen. Welcome, welcome, Elise. How are you doing? Good. How are you? Oh, I'm doing good. I am tired, but I am good. 7 a.m. is like, ah, got to get back at it again. Summer is over. (laughs) Get used to this again. It's okay. Yeah. Um, okay, so we are at the start of a brand new school year, meaning we also have some brand new school counselors that feel like they are drowning and <laughs> they're not exactly quite sure what to do. Um, sec- secondary school counselors, I'm not going to say they have it easier because I-, I-, I was a high school counselor and the start of the school year was nuts with schedule changes and just that alone takes up like the first two weeks of your life. Um, Oh, yeah. I remember those days. Oh, yeah. Like the line all the way to the gym. And then like kids would figure out their schedules and just want to like, hey, I love my schedule, but I want to keep the same classes. I just want to get a different lunch. So what can you do? I'm like, (laughs) you can leave. Okay, go away. (laughs) Um, But with elementary school counselors, it's a little bit different. Um, you know, you're not doing schedule changes as much. Um, what I guess what are elementary school counselors doing this time of year or or period as they're first getting into the role? Well, we have to plan ahead. We've got to plan for the entire year, actually. Mm. We spend most of our time with collaborative classroom instruction. So that means getting into the classrooms. It depends on what your caseload is, how often you go into the classrooms. Right. When, well, several years ago, I was over five schools, and so I would go into the classroom just once a month, and my caseload has gone from a ratio of one counselor to 1,400 students to one counselor to 300 students, so... Yes, that's, so nice. Nice. Holy yeah, smokes. Yeah, it's wonderful. So I go into the classrooms once a week. One of the schools I'm scheduled with the specials. Mm-hmm. And so I'm in those classes actually 45 minutes for the older grades and 30 minutes for the younger grades. But the other school, I um I'm actually I actually need to schedule with the teachers ahead of time, a time that works for them on one of the days that I'm there and they're just 30 minutes and then 20 for the older grades and 20 minutes for the younger grades. So it looks different depending on your school and what the needs are and what they would like you to do. Of course, we follow the, um, the, the, model. the program model. Yeah. The Utah program model, 
but still each school is a little bit different. Um, but I think it's important to get those dates on your calendar mm -hmm. and, and then be flexible. One of the things that we did this year, we now have four elementary school counselors instead of just one. And uh, the previous couple of years, there were three of us, but we got together and we planned out what our lessons were going to be for the year. We decided what we felt our schools needed. And that's where a needs assessment um, towards the end of the year, the previous year can come in handy because you can see what those needs are. But we decided on a curriculum and got together several times and uh, planned that out so that we're somewhat similar, but we have flexible days that are in there just in case there's things that come up with our school and share that calendar. We have a, a dual immersion school. Mm. And so we actually have some situations where students from that particular community might go to one of our other elementaries. Mm -hmm. And then I know a lot of school districts are bigger than, than ours. And so if you look at what elementaries go to your feeder school, right. it would be good to get with, with those counselors that go to your feeder middle school and even high school. And then you could plan things out. But with this dual immersion, and sometimes you'll have students from the same family right. go to the dual immersion school and then another student not. So we wanted our calendar to be similar so that they could come home and at the dinner table talk about the things that they learned. Oh. Say, hey, my school counselor did that story this week too. Right. Kind of thing. So we collaborate a lot with that. And I have to say, it's been wonderful to have other elementary school counselors to collaborate with. Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I think that's important, too, is to connect with those other school counselors. Mm -hmm. And not only on your level, but also on the other levels. So say they're doing some things for college and career awareness that you could do the same or maybe schedule your college and career awareness week or month, however you do it, so that it um, coincides with the middle school and the high school and activities that they're doing. Yeah. And it's interesting because like at the start of the school year for secondary schools, your first time meeting the kids is with those schedule changes that I was talking about earlier. But with elementary schools, how do you how do you get to meet your kids for the first time so that you know you can start building that relationship building that rapport is that when you like just you know get into the classroom as soon as you can once you plan those out that's such a great question one of the things i like to do is be at the front door and meet them each morning mm -hmm. and i've i've always had name tents with the older kids but this year i thought okay i've just got 300 kids i'm going to learn their names quicker and I'm not going to rely on the name tents. So I made up a list of all of their names. And the first time I went into the classroom, I read the list. I went through it actually ahead of time and found little connections I had with some of them. So some of them I actually taught their parents when they were in sixth grade 
or I was their parents. <laughs> Holy smokes. Yeah, I've been around a long time. Or I was their parents' high school counselor, or I was both. I'd been both. And so it was really fun to say, are your parents so-and-so? Do you know that I was her sixth grade teacher? Do you know that I was your dad's high school counselor? And it's That's fun so to awesome. make that kind of connection. Yeah. So way awesome. So I, I practiced their names and... Um, I've, I've been in the classroom a couple of times so far this year, and each time I've gone over that list of names. I also, the first one I like to tell them about myself, I have a picture of my family, I have a picture of when I was growing up, things like that. So they get to know me a little bit, and then we we dive into the lesson. Mm, yeah, that's awesome. Because uh... I feel like as a school counselor, like, you know, building that relationship, you know, from the get go, your first impression of them. I mean, more importantly, their first impression of you as a school counselor can unfortunately make or break, you know, your relationship yeah. for the, the mm -hmm. rest of the school year. Um, that's yeah. why we you know talking with high school counselors, like, Hey, be patient, be happy, be empathetic. I know you have to see 5 million people today, but if you were rude to them, they are not going to want to talk to you the rest of the school year. Yeah, um, you're their advocate. You've got to be on their side. Yeah. Yeah. That's our job as school counselors advocate for the kids, be there for the kids. They need to know that you are there for them. You are in their corner, no matter what, um, no matter what level elementary, middle, high, whatever it may be. So those opportunities to meet your kids and build relationships with them means a lot. And guys, I know it's hard, but when you start learning their names, like actually like learning their names, that makes a big difference when you can call them by name. It um, does. Yeah. That's a and big difference. Another thing that I like to do is go out to recess. So if I'm able to, I'll go out to recess with the kids and talk with them and they love to run up to you and share Mm -hmm. share things and hey mrs hansen come and watch this and then you have a whole herd of kids that follow you to watch that kid do their, yeah. do their trick on the monkey bars or whatever it might be now as school counselors we collaborate a lot with our administration um to to you know help a get them to buy in but also so we can all be on the same page so they can know what we're doing and so that they we can also have their support in what we're doing um at what point do you like if you're a new counselor at a new school at what point would you sit down with your administration to go over you know hey here's what we're doing and then go over the oh so lovely other responsibilities as as needed the non-counselor mm. activities that we don't necessarily love, but all of us kind of have to do a little bit of um, because we all have to take our turns at the school. Um, at what point would you would you would you do that? I think it's good to sit down before the school year starts if you've got time. But um, one thing that I haven't done in the past and I. Uh, still intend to do is to sit down and look at that principal counselor agreement mm. and go over that. And I think it's important to know your school goals because you're also there to help that school reach their school goals. Yeah. Even though their school goals are academic, we are doing things to help our students be successful yeah. academically. Yeah. I love that. And it also kind of helps it 
seem like, you know, Mr. Principal or ma'am or whoever you are, we're here to help you. Like, we're not here to be like, hey, this is what our program needs. The school counseling program is bigger than the school, blah, blah, blah. But it's like, no, we are here to help you. What are your, what like, you know, here, what are the school goals? And if your school doesn't have school goals, that's a good time to ask them. Like, like I don't know what the school goals are. And we want to be able to help uh, the school reach its goals. And as a program, here's some of the things that we can do to assist with that. And here's some of the things that um, the state has endorsed that aren't as appropriate for us to do that. And we want to be able to help you meet your goals, but at the same time, you know, appropriately fulfilling our roles so that you guys, A, so that we can do what we need to, and B, we don't get thrown into doing things that we're not supposed to be doing most of our time with. Um, And, you know, testing, stuff like that. Yes, we have to do some, but no, it should not be the majority of our job. Um, We have lots of other things to do. Well, and even though I greet students in the morning and I go out to recess when I'm able to, when I have the time to do that, it's not a duty that I've been assigned. Mm-hmm. I love that. It's a That's a voluntary, I am making an effort to to let these kids know I'm here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, I, and of course, when the bell rings after school, I go out into the hallway. So, so that's an, another idea of what school counselors could do yeah just any opportunity you have to mix and mingle with the kids between class i mean elementary school is not really between classes i guess but you know like recesses lunch times before school after school you know jump on those opportunities to be there and mix and mingle with your kids you could be the school counselor who just sits in their office waiting for the next you know mental health crisis to walk in and have a hard time and you know, play solitaire or whatever it might be, but that wouldn't be a very good school counselor. <laughs> and, and that that's why we have the program model, right? So yeah, that to help us so be proactive. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. To help us be proactive because guys, I've had both. I've had that school counselor who I never met them because they just sat in their office waiting for the next mental health crisis because, you know, 20 something years ago, that's kind of what school counseling was. It was really reactive, um, especially in my n- n- nick of the woods. Um, but it has evolved into a very proactive thing. And especially if you look at, at the model, it, it helps you do that. And as elementary school counselors, if you're wondering where where should I be spending all my time, they've actually outlined that in the model as well. Isn't it like 75% of time or 50% well, or something? Eight- of our time is supposed to be in direct services with the students. So whether that's your collaborative classroom instruction or your um, your dropout, yeah, mm -hmm, dropout dropout prevention prevention. supports, that whole long title. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, 85%. Responsive services, I guess, is it? Yeah, it's some like like those two combined make up 85%. Um, to you know, direct service to the students, and then fifteen percent of your time is supposed to be you know the behind the scenes, your program management, mm-hmm. um, your creating lessons, your stuff like that. But most of your time as an elementary school counselor, it's out and about with the kids, whether it's meeting with them one on one, whether it's giving cl- cl- you know classroom lessons. Um, and there's lots of great curriculums out there. And I know that there might be some school counselors listening that they're the only school counselor in their entire school. 
Um, what resources or curriculums would you say are out there for those people that they're the only one in their school and they don't know what to do? <laughs> well, I've, I've done presentations on creating um, effective lessons and some of the best resources are books. We can learn so much through children's stories. Mm-hmm. Um, I've done training in, in why try and resilience for youth. And I've created lessons geared towards elementary in that. Um, and so I, we haven't used a program and that could be a whole other podcast. Oh yeah. This this year our school district adopted an SEL program. Hmm. And um we but we wanted to make sure the program was taught by the teachers. That's how that's how it's designed to be used. And as school counselors, we have that professional expertise to be able to create those lessons and see what the needs of the school, what the needs of the school are and be able to help meet those needs. And so most of my lessons I've either gotten from other school counselors and then adapted them for my needs or, or created them. I love that. Um, and if you guys are wondering if you have any questions, you can always reach out to us. Um, we'll have some of the contact info in the podcast description. We're always open to helping school counselors, collaborating, mm-hmm. you know, sharing knowledge. That's what we do as school counselors. Um, we share we share lessons with one another quite a bit. Yes, yes. Um, we love we love helping each other out because school counseling. It's a, it's a really fulfilling job, but it is not for the faint of heart, right? If it was easy, um, it would be called something else and we'd be able to be doing something else. Um, but this is what we're doing. And even though it's hard sometimes, man, it's one of the funnest dang jobs out there. I love whenever, whenever I get to go present to elementary schools, it is the funnest dang thing ever. I love those kids so much. Elementary school kids have such a special spirit about them that you don't find anywhere else. And so you Thank elementary you. school counselors, you guys are lucky. You have the best dang kids ever. And I know everyone has the best dang kids ever, but those young kids, man. And I have a soft spot for elementary schools because I have a kid who's in kindergarten all day school now. Oh. And it's so sweet. Um, but anyway, well, guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Sounding Board with Starting Little, Ending Big. Thank you, Elise, for being here today. And guys, I hope you all have a wonderful day. And we will see you on the next one. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Sounding Board. Email the sounding board at utschoolcounselor.org to send us your questions and ideas. If you like our podcast, please rate and review our show. It helps other school counselors to find us. Links and additional information for any references from today's episode are in our show notes. Check out our website at utschoolcounselor.org where you can listen to past podcast episodes, register for any of our professional development opportunities, and become a member of the Utah School Counselors Association. USCA members also receive a bi-monthly newsletter to stay up to date on current Utah school counseling news, events, and issues. You can follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Utah School Counselor and on Twitter at USCA Tweets. The mission of the Utah School Counselors Association is to support professional school counselors in their work for students through advocacy, professional development, recognition, and support. This podcast would not be possible without the support of our members. We'll have more ideas to share with you next week. Let's go.